What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. And you can see what's going on. Uh, we've got cosplayers of the day. We're doing our contests, of course. Post the shows, post all kinds of stuff. Um, this is Nerd Thug Radio. I'm Corey DLG. And with me via Anchor during this corona quarantine is little brother Nico. Hey, you know what's going on, guys? Yeah, I took a Friday off and everything's still here. I, I'm, I'm impressed. It's like when uh, the parents get a babysitter for the first time and they're walking through the house and they're like, Okay, I don't see heroin needles out, and then uh, I guess the kids are alive, so... Bonus! Good job, babysitter! <laughs> they made it. We made it. I did it. <laughs> it was pretty fun. I listened to the show. I enjoyed it. It was good. It was It was a good show. It was fun. Oh, uh, did you guys you. have fun making it? Oh, yeah, no. It was a total blast. Um, it was like like 80% like stumbling through it, and then like 40% editing, but it made, we made it there. It was all right. Hey. The secrets of the editing. If you don't know what you're doing, you just edit yourself into a professional. I have to say, I've done it more than once. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, uh, before we get too far into anything, of course, I do want to remind you guys that we are giving away a PlayStation for Xbox One or Nintendo Switch. We are announcing a winner August 1st. Right, We are right now in the middle of the hashtag Summer of Nerd. So all you got to do is listen to the show, really. I mean, that's really it. Cause we tell you every time. But all you got to be doing in order to win is like, comment, no, 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 like, share, or subscribe, and screenshot you doing that. Liking, sharing, or subscribing the show. Send us those screen grabs to nerdthugradio at gmail.com. And uh, there's no limit on screen grabs. Each screen grab is an entry. Go ahead and do it on all the different platforms. Share it every day. I don't care how many times you do it. I'm giving one of these things away. I don't care who wins it. The person who makes the most entries is going to be the one who wins it, probably. It's going to be a random drawing. So you're, so the more entries you have, the more likely you are to win it. That's statistics um, for you. <laughs> that's just numbers. Um, right now, we're still three full weeks of this contest. I mean, four mm-hmm. full weeks, basically, of this contest to go. Uh, entries, are, there haven't been a ton of entries. So if somebody were to blow it up with, say, 20 to 40 entries, uh, they would be the probably the odds-on favorite. They would, be, they would cover the field right now between right. 140 entries um so yeah I, I recommend everybody listen to the show right now just go ahead and just blow it up like share subscribe screen grab you doing it spotify facebook twitter youtube any anywhere you see our name somewhere like it subscribe even reviews i'll count if you screen grab you doing a review um basically i want you to do my advertising work for me and in return somebody's winning a video game it's true, a big one. A big a console, not a game. Um, but anyway, we're going to cap it at 300 bucks. If there's something extra you want on top of that, we'll, we'll get with you. We'll work it out. You can pay us the difference if there's a particular package you're trying to buy or something. Uh, but all the systems have a $300 version, and that's what we're looking at. Yep. All right. So, um, yeah. So you did, you did the show. You covered for me on Friday. Appreciate it. I got to actually take a day off. I know. How does it feel, Mr. Working Man? It, it was so weird because I had so much crap to do that particular day. It just wound up being a day where, like, I had everything still to do. So I was house-sitting for somebody, and someone else had asked me to go to their house and feed and let out their dog for them. And I was work- I was uh, working, helping out some people until 9. So literally, it's like... I'm in my car at 9.15. I've still got to grab dinner. Uh, I've still got to go take care of dog one. And then get to my house to grab my stuff to go over to house it for X amount of time. It's already 9.30-ish on Thursday night. It, typically, we record the night before. I think we've talked about this a, ma- a million times. Uh, we usually record the night before. That way, if, if there's something we want to plan for we're able to plan for it and if there's something we need to fix we can fix it before the show goes to the air we don't like to do stuff last minute uh so literally i mean i'm just looking at the time and i'm like i won't even get home to eat dinner until like 10 4 i won't be sitting down to eat dinner until like 10 45 thursday night i'm yeah. like i i i don't have time for this <laughs> <laughs> for the first time in four years usually the first thing i do is carve out time for this but 
this it just so happened that all these these poor dogs needed to be taken care of and these poor people needed help and I was just like I need to do this. So <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, but it was it was real fun. Uh, we, I I was in the car with some friends and I was like, "Well, looks like we're doing the show, boys. <laughs> we're getting canes. Ooh, raising canes. That's a that's always a good one. Yeah. What did I mean, you like? Uh, the, did you get the, the strips or the sandwich with strips? Uh, just the strips. It's I I gotta the, eat the sandwich. I need my carbs, bro. Gotta get this bread. <laughs> I need that bread, y'all. I mean, we know I'm not exactly the captain of good habits. I may as well have the best bad habits. I mean, that's fair. If you're if you're good at one thing, yeah, let it be bad. Yeah, that's what Raising Cane's motto is. It's true. <laughs> their chicken's okay, but really, their sauce is where it's at. Yeah, they really basically just sell a secret sauce. I mean, it's a real good sauce because, like, they don't really spice the chicken. Oh yeah, the chicken without the sauce is is basically worthless. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty plain. It's pretty. It's pretty boring chicken without without anything on. It. So that's why I do, like, I do like the sandwich. Does the sandwich have the sauce on it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I figured as much. And then like a big crunchy piece of leafy lettuce. Big old lettuce. One strip of lettuce. One. That's all the vegetables I need that week, right there. <laughs> the singular piece of lettuce. One. Singular piece of ro- of iceberg or romaine. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know the difference. One, I don't, know. Piece I don't of either. Crunchy lettuce. That's it. That's all the vegetables I need that week. I'm done. Nailed it. That's actually not true. I had vegetables today too. So wow, oh. were they on a pizza though? Um. Oh, I've had vegetables twice this week. Then this weekend, <laughs> I had. Uh, I got. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say their names because it'll pay us money. Uh, but. I got. I ordered from a franchise over the weekend, mm. and um, they have a like. They've had this crazy special forever, where they're just giving away a bunch of stuff. It's two medium, two toppings, their little bread stuff, their little dessert stuff, and a two liter of soda, and you're at like twenty one bucks. What the heck? So it's like it's. I mean, by my count, it's at least like fifteen dollars off. Yeah. Now like... you get you get a bunch of it back when you tip and you delivery charge and all that stuff, but just from the order, it's like fifteen bucks off. So I like sometimes I'll just do that and then just feast on that over a weekend. Right. Yeah, because it's a ton of food. Yeah, it is. It is a, it is a, poop ton of food, even if you're a fat person like me. This is too much food, right? Like you're just like. Well, this is a lot of food, um, but so yeah, totally, totally, probably too much food. Totally get it. Uh, and I get, I get vegetables on my pizza. So like, I get ham and mushroom, and then I, this time I also got a thin crust chicken and onion. Okay, I was gonna say fun mushroom doesn't count as a fun guy. Uh, fun guy, all vegetables are fungus. I mean, they're all just gross stuff that grow out of the ground. I mean, yeah, but they're not the same thing. They're they're plants. Yeah, whatever. They're two different. They're two different kingdoms. It's like saying animals and plants are the same thing. They basically are. They're not. Most animals are about as yummy as plants. That's why we only plants eat, would disagree. That's why we only eat a couple animals. Think about yeah, how many why? animals are in the world, and then think about the four animals we order from restaurants. Uh, you know, that's that's a I think that's a more domestic thing than anything. Not my problem. Listen, I'm just saying, as an American, there's pretty much only four animals we know of that taste good. We don't even like there's an entire two million um, animals, we order four. Yeah, I mean, alligator that's about people how many eat plants, we eat too. I'm just saying, I mean, people eat alligator, no, deer. Listen, some people eat all kinds of stuff. Some people just pick food out of dumpsters and they call it New York foraging. They're not even homeless, that's just how they budget and diet their food. Um, ah, that's real. That's a real thing. That is a real thing, and it's creepy. Like they call it foraging, and they go to like big cities, and they just they dumpster dive essentially. Which is oh, weird man, because, I, there like, was there was an entire like NPR segment I was listening to about that. I forget sometimes and, that you're secretly fifty five years old, right? And uh, <laughs> so how, it's literally how is this your family. K looking. When is your retirement? 
55 years from now. <laughs> it's not looking good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, oh. I'll be 77 when I retire. Fair enough. But yeah, I uh, I do agree with you in that regard, how you're like, yeah, it's weird to me that these people make their, like, they have jobs, they do stuff. Yeah, they're not, they're not, like, even super poor either. No, like, they're not homeless, they're not super poor, they're just too practical, like, bizarrely comfortably practical, where they're like, listen, we throw away plenty of edible food, and there's no reason for that. Yes, there is. Like, leave it there. Like, you yeah, don't Yeah, so need the entire segment is, like, it, like, I guess they, like, mic'd up, like, two of them, and, like, they were, like, going through this stuff, and, like, they freak out because they find ice cream sandwiches, but they're, like, half-melted. And so you just hear the disappointment of the guy going, ah, man, <laughs> because his his dumpster ice cream sandwiches are melted. <laughs> like, there's not words. There's not words. Like, first of all, go to the corner store and just get you an ice cream sandwich. Like, they sell them. They sell them in little diving coolers right there at every corner store in America. Like, most people walk right by them and never even look at them. There's ice cream literally for sale at almost every gas station on the planet. This idea it's not like that ice like, cream's ever expensive either. It's yeah, ice cream. It's ice cream. Like, what are we? Uh, these dumpster divers, man. I tell you. I tell you. Stealing I'm, food from the real homeless people. Yeah, like, and that's the other thing, too, is like somewhere there's a homeless guy behind them watching this guy with a camera crew get in and out of a Honda Civic to do this. And he's like, I would kill someone to live in a Honda Civic. Like, what is going on? Like, this guy is dressed to sit down at a Chili's bar. Why is he going through my dumpster? Like, what is, <laughs> what's happening right now? I don't know. It is a weird world, man. It is a weird world. That is, there's no doubt about it. No, not not a single doubt. Have you been Have you been keeping up with this? The uh, all these advertisers are leaving YouTube and Facebook. Oh, I know. I've been getting some real weirdo ads on YouTube lately. Well, have like, you really? Yeah, like, so I got one about, like, this, like, company that basically sells you what those crazy people have been smoking. That, like, the free inhabitants. <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> you know how I love my court videos, and there was a guy who's, like, he was a moor, and he was trying to trick the courts into letting him out? Yeah. <laughs> so, like that. No, exactly like that. They're like, do you want to be free from the American government, prison, <laughs> and taxes? It's like, what are we? What are you selling? What's happening? Yeah. Am I leaving the country? Like, do I have to go somewhere? What's that? What's about to happen to me? It was just, it was just bizarre. They, uh, those guys, listen. You know, there was a time when I actually really believed that everyone was entitled to their own beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I even said to myself, like, what could it hurt? Like, just let people think whatever they want to think. Like, just let them think it. Um, as I get it's older, ex- I that was the there's, problem. There's the people who think some really stupid things, and like, that's the problem. The problem is, is like, somewhere there's a guy walking around going, technically, if I don't get a driver's license, I'm not part of the American people, and they can't make me do that. And it's like, what do you, what, what? It's like you have a social security card, right? Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you getting at? Technically, I'm a free man. Uh, I don't know what that means, but I don't think it means what you think it means. Uh, He's going off the grid. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, so I think the internet is one of the times where that's gotten worse. Like, there probably were 40 people in all of Texas who thought the earth was flat. And then, like, there were probably a bunch of people who never paid attention in class. And then the internet came out, and then YouTube made some convincing videos, and now they're like, well, I don't know, I mean, maybe the Earth is flat. Like, do you know it's not flat? It's like... Look, I, we, live in, we live in a society where, like, you're, it's, it's almost your fault if you're not, like, you don't look something up. Yeah. Like, I think that should be, like, a more societal thing. It's like, when you're wrong, our immediate reaction should be, but hold on, let me check on that. Because everyone just digs their heel in. But I like I understand. I remember one time staying up till four AM to watch a basically a dragon mockumentary on the History Channel. <laughs> uh for like a year I believed there was dragons. Uh very disappointed. They're not real. Uh 
Okay, so Animal Planet <laughs> did that to people three times in a row, okay? Uh, when I was working at CarMax, I was selling a car to a lady, and in the business office while you're waiting, there's TVs uh-huh. up there. And we're sitting there yeah. waiting, and they're showing this documentary. It's in the evening, and it looks like an Animal Planet documentary about mermaids. And it's this whole thing about how, like, they travel in packs and how they communicate. And they use, like, vibration and squeeze. They're like, me And, like... Yeah, like dolphins. Like dolphins. And how these humans evolve into mermaids. Literal mermaids. That's what the documentary was saying. And we're sitting there, and, I, and the lady's like, are... Are mermaids real? <laughs> and I, the, my immediate reply was definitely not. I said, no, absolutely not. And they were sitting there, and she's like, well, it says it's on the animal planet. And I'm like, it does say that. And, <laughs> and then, like, they, they flash to this guy excavating, like, he's got a pile of bones in front of him. And they're laid out like a fish person. And she's like, that looks like a person with a fish tail. And I was yeah, like, yeah, it's exactly, it was exactly that. Like, they were like, yeah, dragons could breathe fire because in their in their in their dens they had like platinum reserves where they would like chew them up because platinum dust is extremely combustible. <laughs> like like this science was there, and I was like, there's no way seven year old me losing my mind. <laughs> so I so flash forward to me, I'm driving home that night, and. I've already grabbed dinner from somewhere and I'm on my way back to my apartment and in my head I'm like, well, I guess I've got to like look at this. Google this. I've been wrong my whole life. Like, what are they talking about? I was like, there's no The Little thing. Mermaid was a was yeah. a real life thing. I was like, I was like, no, there's no such thing as mermaids. It's just not a thing. It's just not a thing. So I literally <laughs> they re-aired the documentary that night, luckily, and I'm sitting there watching it. And only at the front of it, only at the very, very front of it, do they say this is a work of fiction. Everything that follows is a hypothetical simulation of what would happen in the discovery of mermaids. They show that once at the very beginning, and that's it. Oh, man, that completely demolishes, like, my entire existence. So, like, I, I happen to catch that, and then the thing, and I'm like, well, if they're not telling people as they're airing this, like, people just walking through CarMaxes thinking there's mermaids now. Like, what are we... What have they? What are we on? Yeah. So then, flash forward to the next year, they do it with the Megalodon. But that's a real animal, though. But they did it with, like, the return of the Megalodon. Like it was coming back? Like it exists now? Yeah. So remember the shark shark movie Megalodon with Jason Statham, where he's been, like, investigating them for a while now, blah, blah, blah. He knows they ate his crew, but he can't prove it. In this fake documentary same thing this guy's been investigating these cases for like eight years and everyone thinks he's a he's he's a fool but then with the camera crews there they get some super rare proof of them so they just took the literal jason's tape the movie well but but it was before the movie the movie was off the animal planet documentary whoa that's some next level <laughs> yeah but so that one, I get texts from my sister. Jenna texts me. She literally texts me a YouTube video of it. She's like, this was on TV last night. It was the craziest thing. They're real. And I know she's trying to mess with me because I'm scared of sharks. And then I, I was like, ha, 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 ha. And she's like, Corey, no, for real. And I was like, they're not real, Jenna. And she's like, yeah, it is. So then I had to go to the, the Animal Planet website where they literally had just put up a letter of apology because, again, no one in America read the intro thing. And so no one knew it was a simulated fake animal thing. Yeah, look, you gotta you gotta tell us like every every screen cap in the in the whole thing has to be at the bottom. This isn't real. We lied to you. <laughs> Literally, Animal Planet had to issue a letter of apology to America that mermaids and Ma- and megalodon aren't real. I guess it, that it also includes the dragon one because it must have been Animal Planet then because that would have been would have fit perfectly maybe the in the series one was first on Discovery because I think they're all owned together and then Animal Planet was like we'll go next level maybe we'll go mermaids because I don't remember a dragon one but I, I'm sure it happened because literally the the mermaid and the there was like one were so there was like. 3D animated sections of it like fighting dinosaurs <laughs> and they even had like. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? I don't... Why would it? 
Why would a dragon, <laughs> <laughs> dragon just fly around fighting dinosaurs? Because they're trying to eat the same thing. You got into a fight. They're competing. In the, yeah, I guess so. Makes perfect sense. Why not? Right. And they even had like, so, so like, <laughs> one of my favorite parts. It was the fact that they described so when eagles when eagles mate they do like that crazy like spin dive thing where they like they're like intertangled and like just plummet yeah, to the and ground and they'll the longer they're together the better the clutch is or whatever yeah yeah like that was also true for dragons so like they went way too in depth for this you know what that uh that's actually a ripoff of the dragon riders of Pern. is that was that in there. The Dragon Riders of Pern is a book series by Anne McCaffrey I grew up reading. And mm. that is in there. Uh, the, the one girl, she has like the last queen. And like they basically wind up saving humanity and blah, blah, blah. But the first part of it is, yeah, yeah, it's in there. Like the first time her queen goes to mate, to clutch. Like, yeah, uh, her and another dragon go way, way, way high up in the sky. And then come flying down together, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so that was in there. They and they had like it. a they had like a... So you know that like super gross like frozen mammoth they found the frozen baby mammoth. Yeah, I mean it could be delicious, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like that, like they had one of those, but it was a dragon. And like, they were gonna thaw it out. Yeah. This is how you Jurassic Park something. That's not what you want to do ever. Right. No. So I was, I was just, I, I sat there losing my mind at like nine years old. Uh, and of course, it's like super late at night. I don't know what was what was going on, but I made sure to watch that. And uh, I was convinced there was dragons. So, okay. <laughs> I had this weird thought the other day, just randomly. Just randomly it hit me. Um, so it's weird that we're talking about all this. But I was driving around and I, and I realized that if you were one of the guys who swore up and down the giant squid was real, mm-hmm. for like 40 years they told you you were a fool and, a, and an idiot. Yeah, and then one day a dead one washes up on shore, and all of science was like, "Oh yeah, I guess giant squid are real." Okay, that makes sense. And like, that's it. Like, you don't get a phone call, you don't get an apology. You just go for being a hack to back to being one of the guys, and they're just like, "Turns out you were right. Our bad. Uh, moving on." Oh man, you better believe there are some angry letters. Oh, for sure. There's definitely like, a giant it, like squid I, I like, like I email this. I not email. I like mail a letter of a guy who said I was wrong, and they they open it up, and it's just it's just a printed picture of a middle finger, <laughs> but like in like made of like the little emojis for squids. <laughs> yeah, if somebody, if I'm one of the guys who's like, no, I'm telling you, man, like giant squid for sure. Like we've got this tape from 1988. Like I'm I'm telling you, it's a giant squid. And they're just like, no such thing. You're stupid. Blah, blah, blah. You're so stupid. <laughs> Look at you. You're Corey. You're the squid guy. You're stupid. And then one day, one just washes up on shore and everyone goes, yeah, okay, giant squid. Moving on. Anyway. Right. Bro. Yeah. Your, your uh-huh. nickname is now Big Squid. Yeah. Call him, call him a Big Squid Corey, bro. Like, I'm the squid guy after that. I'm calling up every talk show in America and I'm being like, I'm the only giant squid expert because I've been one my whole career and everyone else is a fraud. Um, so like, yeah, that's probably how there's, there, there might be a guy right now who's like mermaids, hundred percent, definitely. Or like Megalodon, faux show, or I guess maybe a dragon guy who's like, yeah, I'm Todd. I'm the guy who proved dragons existed, uh, 7 million years ago. Um, and, and like right now he's getting zero love in the animal community. They're like, oh, there comes dragon Todd. Like nobody talked to him. Right, they just think he's like some weird fetish guy. But they, he's been. <laughs> then one day, they find like they uncover a perfectly preserved dragon and knight duking it out, like <laughs> like laid out in perfect melted bone. Some... He like stuck it, stuck in amber that they slowly had. Yeah. To just... <laughs> they fought it out as amber like covered them, like not like not even fast, but they were so busy like fighting each other to the death that they didn't notice. <laughs> and someone's like, I think he's actually holding King Arthur's sword. Some guy in the back from the history squad is like, I knew it! Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Suck it! Round table called it! <laughs> like, <laughs> I. it's weird because 
Well, it's like all the animals that like people say get like they're extinct, and then they find them like twenty years later, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, I guess not." Yeah, this fish has been extinct for forty years. No one has seen one. And then some guy in Wisconsin is like, "I caught three yesterday. They're in my fish tank." My son named him Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And they're like, "Oh no, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they got them. Those are the mud breathing. Uh, those are the African mud breathers that no one's seen for over forty years. That's a uh, that's crazy." Wisconsin. Oh, okay, neat. Like. Put that back on the list. Yep. Get like back a big book board, of like extinct and just like erase it. <laughs> but like I, I guess ultimately there is a a confidence in science that can't be a hundred percent precise. But like you got to prove me wrong to get me wrong, right? Like, yeah. Like you got to show up with some game in order for me to be like, all right, I guess I guess giant squid are real, and I get it, right? Like these are all impossible ideas like they're crazy big so like i'd really need to see it to be like all right okay i can take that ride with you but yeah man animal planet like i don't know the alien guys are really getting it didn't they say like there's an entire task force dedicated to them now (laughs) well and then allegedly they've been around well so the government has kind of always badly lied about that one where they're like there's always been like these guys like i work for project green what's that i can't tell you it's classified well, you're in the Air Force and you specialize in pursuits, so aliens? And they're like, oh, that would be that would be stupid. Definitely not that. Probably that. Yeah, probably that. Uh, <laughs> like, and then now they release all this footage of weird things on tape, but like, people have been saying forever that there are weird things on tape. The pilots, the astronauts, like, these people have always been coming forward. They're, they're literally astronauts who are like, yeah, we've seen some weird stuff up there. That doesn't like if that doesn't make you uncomfortable already from the jump when an astronaut's like, yeah, every once in a while you just look up and there's this thing just flying around and we don't know what it is. What? What do you mean? We've got a thousand telescopes. No one asked a question. <laughs> I like to imagine the aliens hang out on like the side of the lens. <laughs> like they just like ride them around like like cowboys. Well, and um, and we'll get out on this. I guess we're we're going a little long. And the, there's a comic book called Superman Birthright. And it tries to kind of put Superman's origin in modern times. And in one of it, um, as he flies back and forth between Smallville and Metropolis, he starts to notice that people have reported seeing him fly through these areas a lot. So when he switches with his different vision types, because he can see X-ray and all the other stuff, he can mm-hmm. see where the satellites are looking down and looking for him. So like he flies around like the satellite scans. That's what aliens do, I guess. Yeah, I could see it. Like they're just like, oh, don't fly through uh through don't don't fly through spring today because there's a satellite over spring. So just go around spring. All right, we're gonna go around spring as we go through the south. I just I just imagine little green dude dancing on the side of the Hubble telescope. I would like to think they're right like just off of a window in the International Space Station, like just parked right behind it. Yeah. Where you can't see. It's in the blind spot. Like, if you were backing a car up, and you can't see mm-hmm. that back left corner. Like it's, That's where they are. That's right there. And they're just like, what are they doing? Well, uh, this feels like the hamsters could do it in space. So, they're not ready. It's like, alright, we'll check back later. <laughs> check back in a couple of weeks. But, uh, let me know how those hamsters get along. I'm curious. <laughs> now I want to know. <laughs> alright, we're going to jump out to break. When we come back, you got more Nerd Club Radio. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conros, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food, 
if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where, as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Rudy Tomjanovich and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to some more Nerd Thug Radio right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, the podcast drops at 3 p.m. And we'll try and share it to the Facebook page, as always, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. If you're following that page, that's about what you need to be doing to have yourself a good time and be a part of the process and be a part of the community. Um, as always, we are giving away a PlayStation 4, Xbox One, or Nintendo Switch, winner's choice. We're pulling a winner August 1st. The way to enter is to like, share, or subscribe. Take screen grabs of you doing that. Any platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Play, any of it. Uh, even reviews. If you screen grab you leaving reviews, we'll count those as well. E- email those to nerdthugradio at gmail.com. No limit on entries. Every unique screen grab is an entry. Feel free to enter away. And, uh, yeah, we're going to do a drawing August 1st. Um, math says the more entries you have, the more likely you are to win. And, uh, yeah, with that being said, uh, little brother Nico's here joining me via anchor on our quarantine Corona editions of all this. And, uh, he's here to tell you about the adventure begins comics, games, and more. The adventure begins comics, games, and more is open with regular hours. However, due to the current situation here in Texas, they are required to do that. You do wear a mask if you are coming inside. Uh, they do have gaming space available, but that mask must stay on. Uh, trying to remain safe, they still do have the private rooms available. Uh, but they got some events coming up. Monday, July 6th from 48 is Miniature Mondays. Every Monday, you can come on down to construct and paint and show off your minis. Uh, miniatures from all games are allowed, and you can ask the, uh, the employees there if to uh, use paints and supplies. So if you don't have any on your own or you want to get started, it's a great way to come on down and get started. Uh, Wednesday, July 8th from 6 to 10 is War Cry Wednesdays. Uh, war bands uh, for an epic skirmishes in Age's Sigmar universe. So I'm not much informed about this, but it looks like we have some pretty neat stuff coming up. Uh, they do have uh, also July 8th at 7.30 to 10.30 is the Virtual Trivia. Uh, Woo! Yeah, Virtual Trivia. It's pretty cool. So you can come on down. Uh, some online trivia madness. They have it uh, on the Twitch page. Twitch. Uh, the R-N-R Nerd at 7.30. Every Wednesday you can come in and join the Trivia Night. Thursday, July 9th from 6 to 8.30 is the Comic Collectors United. Uh, join in-store club where you can meet and connect with fellow comic collectors. Uh, so you can, you know, show off your collections. Talk about comics. Maybe get some connections going. And Friday, July 10th, 5.30 to 8, they have the Commander Tournament. $5 entry fee, single elimination, 12 seats available. And Sunday, July 12th, 4 to 8, D&D Junior Adventures League. So $5 to play, or if you want to spend 5 bucks in the store, you get to play for free. Age nope, 10 to 16. For free. free. Everybody likes free. Everybody likes free. Oh, and uh, they are the doing free comic book day, which is now free of comic book summer. So every Wednesday, starting from the 15th, uh, they're giving away free titles. Uh, and you get a little uh, passport that if you get stamped nine times, uh, going through September 9th, you get nine weeks of free stuff and you can turn in that passport for some free loyalty points. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So free books, free points. Like, yeah. that's already a win-win. Yeah, and you can use those points for the rooms or discounts, all kinds of stuff you can use that for. That's pretty cool. Uh, so the Adventure Begins comic games are more right there on 1488. The website's up and running. Uh, they also do curbside. Yeah, these guys are great. They've been a they've been sponsoring the show for a long time. They're great people. Bill's awesome. The staff is great. This Pillar is great of the community, sure. if you will. That's right. And if we're local, like you, like we are, help stay local, help support local, help keep local. The adventure begins. Comics, games, and more. 
Yeah. Um, I guess I don't like to do this, but maybe this is what we'll do here. I don't like to be selfish guy, but I've got two big projects coming up, so I guess I'll be selfish guy and we'll talk about them. Ooh, I'm always interested in stuff you're doing. Okay, all right. We'll just we'll have the conversation and we'll go from there. We'll see what it looks like. Okay. Uh, what, what kind of time? I, we we forgot to pre jumping in. We did what twenty nine on the last one, so we got like we got like another fifteen here. Uh, a little less than that, but yeah. So okay, all right. Keep an eye on the clock, then. You let me know. Okay. Um. So this week, this show will be airing t- on Monday at two p.m. on the FM radio. That's true. This week is the final order cutoff for the launch of my next miniseries in the Another Day at the Office universe. Mm. This is uh, issue one of three in what we're calling Officer Down. Uh, it's still comedy. It's still lighthearted, but it's... The job of a cop is a hard one. Uh, we've discussed this before. Uh, I do believe in the Black Lives Matter movement, but I also believe that police have a difficult job. Yeah, it's and not wanna... easy when you're basically... You're always, you're never in a good situation. Yeah, no one calls like, the cops to hang out with them. Right, exactly. <laughs> and the reality is, most times when you deal with cops, cops are seeing most people on the worst day of their life. Right. Most of the time. Um, and so, this comic book is about, from the police point of view, how do they live in this world full of superheroes and how do they interact? And while we did, in the first issue, we just kind of explored how Detective Marcus Shiley goes through his day, just kind of dealing with these frustrations. Well, now we're going to actually put him in an actual case and see how he kind of works through the process and see what it's like to be a cop in a world full of superheroes, see, what's, see what he's able to get done and what he's not. And uh, it's, kind of a, it's kind of the goal there. So you, it's... It's to use storytelling to to kind of convey what, what are probably a lot of the frustrations of people and of the police and of the whole situation right now. Uh, and still using comedy to, to be the main vehicle for that series. Because comedy kind of works best in heavy moments. Right, you know. You gotta balance it up. Keeps it lighthearted, but also makes it, you know... Yeah, if I'm just trying to sell harder. Sarah McLaughlin's song, I'll just let her do it. Like, right, yeah. Put some puppies on a, on a TV screen and just play Arms of the Angel. Man, that song really does work. <laughs> it gets people every time. Like, I I started singing that song, like, unironically at sad moments. It's like, well, this really got to me. <laughs> and the reality of it is, like, it just the song never goes away that song is old oh yeah no but it's always it's always applicable you can think of any sad images you can think of even happy images and if you just put a gray scale on them and play the arms of an angel it's the most depressing thing you've ever seen in your life like that song could probably that song could probably stop a murder oh probably (laughs) like is everyone burst into tears yeah the murder's in the room he's about to kill some people The, the commercial comes on and he's like Oh, I, I need a minute. Next thing you know, they leave the room and it's just him sobbing. My dog's name was Marshmallow and nobody loved him. <laughs> Takes out his wallet and calls the... Calls the... <laughs> there was a guy who got caught one time. He was robbing a corner store and the clerk, he, told the, he stole a bunch of money and then he wanted the clerk to give him beer. Uh-huh. And the clerk, or cigarettes, from behind the wall. And the clerk was like, I can't do that. You're not old enough. And the guy was like, of course I'm old enough. And he was like, no, I'll be getting in big trouble if I gave you cigarettes and you're not old enough. I can't do it. <laughs> and so, so he asked for him his ID. The, clerk, the guy showed the clerk his ID. Oh, man, that guy's a genius. This is how old I am. I should definitely have cigarettes. And so the clerk just memorized the information. And was like, okay, I guess so. Hands in the cigarettes. <laughs> Look, again, we talk about criminality all the time. Sometimes it doesn't, you don't need to be smart. You just got to be bold. Yeah, no, honestly, you really do. Uh, like, it just seems like there's some stuff that people get away with just because they just don't care. 
Right, yeah. Well, and that was something even just growing up. I used to tell you, like, not criminal stuff, but if you're, you walk confidently, you just look like you know what you're doing, very few people are ever going to stop you and question it. Right, especially if it's something, like, trivial. Someone's going to be like, hey, what are you doing here? Unless, like, you know, you're really not supposed to be there. What's well, like, when I was a kid, Dave and Busters used to have a rule where you couldn't go in unless you were... After, like, the evenings, you had to be 21 and up or accompanied by an adult. Mm. And I remember being, like, 18 or 19, just walk in. And the person at the door would be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I would just point to people over there and be like, no, no, I'm meeting them over there. So, like, we're good. And they would be like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're like, I don't even know who these guys are. <laughs> yeah. Never even go over there and talk to them. But, yeah, like, there is that element of you just kind of – if you're confident enough, it's gonna work out. Yeah. Generally. No one likes no one everyone distrusts the person with shifty eyes. That's true. That's true. Um so yeah, it's gonna it's it's uh another day at the office. It's a new mini series. Um you can go to CoreyDLG.squarespace.com. You could order an individual copy. If you're a store, I'm still selling wholesaler pricing. So you can get 25 copies for $60. And if you prepay, I knock $10 off the shipping. Ooh, fancy. So it'll be 25 copies for 50 bucks. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's... that's a, I basically break even on store copies. Um, but it's in stores. Like, you know, those that helps. Yeah, it's on the shelves. It's new. Yeah. It's indie. And right now... Right now, stores need new stuff. Like, there's not... Marvel is only shipping every other week. Man, that's weird to me. And DC is still kind of waffling. They're going back and forth between working with their own publishers or working with their own distributors. And then also... Finishing out all their stuff with Diamond. Yeah, like letting people reorder through Diamond through different cutoff dates and all that. Yeah. So there's a lot of option there. Right now, there's a lot of confusion, a lot of openness. So, an, another indie book on the shelf. Right now, this is the emptiest shelf is going to be for a while. It's true. It's also really weird to think about. Yeah, it is. It is very odd to think about. Um, and then when this book goes to bed on Friday, this Friday the tenth, I'm going to immediately jump into marketing my next book, which is the Department of Metahuman Affairs, the DMA. Ooh, is this uh, the one you showed me the art of? Yes, yes. Ooh, this art's real nice. Um, and feel free to ask any questions. I'll, I'll, I don't know. I don't know what you know or don't know, and I don't know. I'll tell you if I can or can't say something. Um, but so the premise is, it's sort of connected. The heroes. It's sort of connected to the same universe as Another Day at the Office, but you don't need to read one to know the other. Yeah, it's one of those shared universe, but not really relevant that you read both. Yeah, because, like, you don't need to know what happens in New York if you live in Seattle, but sometimes it's important. And that's kind of the concept here. Like, they're different ends of the same universe. Mm -hmm. And um, the concept is there's a big... There's a big super crime, and it ends in the death of some members of what would be like an Avengers or Justice League, like a volunteer superhero group. And so people do what they do in times of crisis. They look to their government to solve the problem. Mm. And so this leads to the creation of what's called the Department of Metahuman Affairs, the DMA. And the question is, is like, what roles, you know, how do you regulate this? Are we really all created equal? Somebody can lift a Buick over their head with their brain? Like, yeah. There's a lot to talk about. There's, it, it becomes an allegory for race and for orientation and for equality. Um, it's kind of the – in the way I'm telling the stories, it's my love letter to the Chris Claremont X-Men decade that basically went on from early 80s through early 90s where he basically had a 14-year run where – he told he told every X Men story under the sun, and he just kind of the team never stayed the same. Like it changed all the time. There was just a lot of 
growth. The characters went places and did things. Mm-hmm. They had hobbies. They were real. They felt like real people. Real so, people. It's kind of something I want to get back to. It doesn't happen a lot in comic books anymore. Yeah, it really does feel very like it's because of all the big events. Like no one's given time to like breathe or be normal, and they're saving the world for the ninetieth time, and the destruction of the universe is imminent. And right, and that's sort of something to, that I want to be cognizant of as I tell these stories. I want to I want to give space to let let things happen, let things breathe, like opportunities. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't want to just. You don't want to just jump event to event to event to event. Uh, right. And I understand. If every other week is the end of the world, the end of the world stops being so scary. Well, that's so. Like in the Justice League books, every every trade is like another world-ending thing. So, like, how do you? How many times can you end the world, or almost end the world? Right. You know, the first uh, I picked up the first trade of Justice League. For DC Rebirth after 52. Mm-hmm. And in it, uh, what are essentially the four old gods of the world return to make judgment and purge the world. So they want to start over. Well, we just started forward, over. <laughs> yes. Flash forward to the, the Justice League uh, series that was going on right now, the new one that's current. And like four arcs ago, the old gods return and want to purge the world and start over. Like, <laughs> which is it, guys? Do you want to purge the world and start over, or purge the world and start over? <laughs> right. So, like, there's only so many stories you can do when all you're doing is purging the world, the world and starting over. Yeah. Over and over and over again. So. And like yeah, that's going to be stressful. It's hard to have good, consistent runs on those big books if everything is always so high stakes. Right. So, I think it's important to try and find, like, balance. Also, my characters aren't that powerful. Like, Yeah, like, no one's... (laughs) Yeah. There's no Superman, there's no Green Lantern, like, it's not that kind of team. Right, everyone's powers are within reason, like, superpowers, but not, like, broken. Yeah, so, like, and a lot of them, most of them don't have... Only one of them has any real experience as a superhero and he's a former teen sidekick who tried to retire oh interesting and so like you know he left this universe as Batman basically and was sitting at home and getting into his family again and was trying to be normal to be a young guy in his 20s and then all this happens and he's back in it we stay in it boys so sometimes you just want to go home sometimes and so like he's the one with the most experience in all of this and there are other characters that are more powerful than him but they don't they don't know they don't have the skills they've never done this before one of them's a an actor who got outed you know and so now nobody wants to work with him because he's a meta like he's different so this is pretty much the only job he could get it's the only way he could work so He's looking at it as a career playing. Uh, 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 this is a new role for him. He's playing the role of superhero. But that's not where his passions lie. Right. He's not really a hero. He's an actor. So, yeah, I mean, there's just some things where, like, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm, I'm excited about it. It's a story I've had in my head for a very long time. Um, but really, it's the first time we've been in a position to where we can actually tell the story with any kind of credibility. And yeah. plus, I think the timing's really good. I think so, too. I'm excited to read. I want to try something weird with it, too. Where maybe most of the sales come from mail. Marvel used to do this thing where you could buy a year's worth of their book at a time, and they would just mail it to you every month. It's so weird. They used to, it was called a subscription service. Wow. You would mail them a little check with a little checklist. You would mail them a check for like 48 bucks. Like, I want all these. And yeah, for the next 12 months, they would just mail you that copy. That's so funny. So I did that. I used to do that. I used to get my X-Men in the mail. 
That's hilarious. I loved it. I thought it was the best. So I kind of want to try that again with this. I want to see what that looks like. I, I got to investigate what it's... What that really entails? Yeah, I'm going to spend a little time this week. What does that look like? How would I order that? How would I set that up? What would I need to charge to do it? But, yeah, it's something I definitely want to do. Nice. Well, we don't have much time left, so we're going to wrap everything up. All right, well, uh, I guess thanks for listening to me rattle on about all my projects going on here. <laughs> uh, as always, Nerd Thug Radio is uh, here local for the community. So on behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself, on behalf of The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. As always, wash your hands, stay safe, stay clean, stay kind, stay helpful to each other, uh, fight the power in Black Lives Matter. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conros, this is Corey TLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe. and Stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Yeah.